But that's going to be it for us here in the Daily Sports Report. I, my name is CJ Stone for Leo Blavin, Morris Fabry, Brett Graham, and Kevin Klein. Brett Glam. I, I wish you guys a good night and a go blue. Well, uh, good evening. It's uh, approximately 6.31 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim DeWire. And we're finally getting some evidence of spring in Ann Arbor. We got some flowers finally popping. Croci are popping everywhere. Yeah, the daisies will be coming up here pretty soon. Lilacs have set their leaves, so all good signs. Maybe Ween will make an appearance in downtown Detroit <laughs> pushing little daisies pushing little daisies yeah well we need it and of course uh, yeah interestingly the weather in the news quite a bit last week uh, we finally have some I don't know recognition of reality in California regarding the water situation you uh, wonder how it's going to impact uh, particularly uh, obviously, agriculture in general is utterly reliant on that, but the massive uptick in almond farms yeah. is like the growth is phenomenal. It's like a 30% growth or something, and, and the number of acreage for this very water-intensive product, I don't know how anybody can hope to make any money. Is the water free? Well, almonds are good for you, and well, of course there's... Certainly- True. Not been nothing a, against almonds, but been a surge in uh, almond milk, which uh, I'm afraid needs water uh, to uh, yeah. become a product. So uh, almonds have become like this gourmet thing too, that are added to all sorts of uh, fancy pasta dishes and fish uh, rubs, and probably even your steak Delmonico. <laughs> can be coated with almonds these days and they are good for you but yeah there might be some 
serious reevaluation of the whole thing. What's interesting is there hasn't been any real recognition about uh, growth uh, control or um, connected to the uh, immigration situation. California, of course, is is critical for America's food uh, table because it produces so many of our vegetables. <laughs> so yes, it's uh, nice to be able to eat locally when possible. But if you live in the eastern half of the United States, you know that uh, you can't get uh, fresh broccoli in January. Yeah, it's hard to get lettuce in Michigan in uh, <laughs> February. It's going to be frozen to non-existent. So, you know, it, it, it could uh, be very interesting what happens uh, over the next uh, couple of years because, yeah, the snowpack this year apparently... One of the lightest ever. 6% of normal. That's frightening. Well, and Alaska had record highs uh, for much of the winter as well. And, of course, the irony is, is in the same week that they're announcing all these... Uh, relatively minor water restrictions in California to help the situation out a bit. You know, they announced that uh, premiums for flood insurance are going to rise by as much as 600 and as much as 25 percent. Uh, an article in uh, Saturday's New York Times in the business section notes that uh, the average flood insurance premium is about $650 a year, according to the federal flood insurance program. But uh, premiums are going up heavily in uh, vulnerable coastal areas uh, like Staten Island, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and parts of Brooklyn like Canarsie and Coney Island. So this will be another uh, blow to uh, homeowners in flood-prone regions. Uh, in America, and of course, rainfall has been up in some uh, parts of the so-called Mississippi River water uh, table, whatever you want to call it, water uh, watershed, I guess is a better word. So, uh, water, we need to keep more of our uh, government operations focused on water and less on oil. O-P-E, P-O-E, purity of essence, uh, yes. especially right here in the Great Lakes state, uh, surrounded as we are on both peninsulas by uh, one of the greatest freshwater reserves in, on the planet. Uh, it's incredibly important for Michigan to be forward thinking about the future of water. And while it's been a little dry here in Michigan in the last couple of uh, weeks, we're supposed to have reasonable about a rainfall this week. Michigan is one state that doesn't have drought very often. Of course, the year of 1988, all of us can remember that when it didn't rain for about five and a half, six and a half weeks. A weird one. However, I accurately predicted, wait until art fair. <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> we had a downpour during art fair. That was about it that summer, though, yeah. until uh, the very late days. Had a serious downpour that year. Um, well, let's uh, give uh, the state of Indiana a brain damage award. <laughs> a couple weeks ago at the Ann Arbor Film Festival, I, you and I, I think both saw Buffalo Juggalos. Oh yes, yeah. And after the movie, I jokingly told Jim, I said, "Oh, that director will have to apply 
to the state of Indiana's Department of Satan, <laughs> Satan, for his next movie. And that, of course, was a joke about this, uh, this whole bollocked up notion of freedom of religion. <laughs> the strangest thing has happened on the way to the Final Four this year, because, of course, the Final Four is tonight in Indianapolis. Mm. And this put a lot of focus on this stupid law that Indiana passed a couple of weeks ago. And Mike Pence, who was rumored to be a possible presidential candidate, Pencilhead is looking for his eraser. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. And I want to give them a brain damage award for even having the audacity to claim, as they did last week in several press conferences, that this has nothing to do with discrimination or our uh, antipathy t towards gays. And I was like, but that's why you passed the law. <laughs> it's got everything to do with both of those things. <laughs> it's an ill-conceived attempt at an end run around the increasing acceptance of <clears throat> gay marriage. And not just in, you know, public opinion, but in actual law. Yeah. Which, of course, is as it should have been for years. And of course, what it's doing is it's it's a sort of uh, riding the 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 burrow of the Hobby Lobby case last mm -hmm. year, uh, which the Supreme Court I think very foolishly ruled five to four in favor of this uh, Christian quote unquote um, conservative Christian quote unquote corporation that wished to discriminate <laughs> on the basis of their religious beliefs, but. Uh, you know, it's pretty basic lawmaking to to just not screw around with the First Amendment. It's also pretty basic. Just leave it alone. <laughs> it's basic Christianity to judge not, lest ye be judged. Right? I mean, the basic precepts of Christianity itself are anathema to this kind of a law. Yeah. Tolerance, forgiveness, understanding, compassion, brotherhood. You know, you don't have to be gay with them. You know, it's just live and let live. It's so simple. It's just Christianity 101. So it's bizarre. And the thing that's so dumb about it is on the face of it, you can become a religion of one at any time and say, oh, well, I have the right. I now have the right to discriminate against you based on my religion that I've just come my up with. My religion prohibits left-handedness. Yeah, I'm a Wiccan. I'm, I'm not going to cover uh, men and their prostate cancer problems. Uh, men have become obsolete. There are Wiccans that believe this, by the way. <laughs> and uh, don't worry, I haven't become a Wiccan yet, but <laughs> the whole thing is just uh, incredible. And how well, one's own liberties and when they encroach on the liberties of others. I mean, that too is a basic American precept. And how interesting that in the state of Arkansas, the governor there was about to sign a similar bill. In fact, I think it was even more ineptly crafted when the governor's own son wrote him a letter, <laughs> signed a petition urging him to veto the bill. <laughs> so he got lucky. He was able to uh, go stand in the corner and take a little time out. Dear Dad, he's, WTF. He's, he sent the bill back for more work. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Pencilhead Pence uh, is uh, still looking for that gigantic eraser, and I don't know how he's going to get out of this 
kerfluffle he's in, but uh, I think it's interesting that Michigan's governor, Rick Snyder, did announce that he's not going to sign a religious freedom bill that's uh, working its way through the Michigan State Legislature with the specific intent to enhance discrimination based on your religious belief. Incredible. So what, what can you do? And as for Indianapolis, yeah, it'll be in the focus tonight. Fascinating that even the NCAA, a <laughs> pretty much a ossified uh, institution, is uh, not defending the Indiana law and has even threatened to uh, pick up its uh, foundation and move elsewhere. Indeed. So it's interesting that it's turned out to be big business. And institutions like the NCAA that are finally uh, waking these people up in Indiana. They need it. Well, and as for a Hoosier, which uh, Mike Pence apparently used 13 times in his news conference, I have an old uh, dictionary from the 1940s that defines a Hoosier, because, you know, have you ever wondered what a Hoosier is? Indiana is known as the Hoosier State. A Hoosier is a redneck from Kentucky. That's what the definition was in the dictionary. And I thought, well, maybe Rob. that's what Abraham Lincoln's Hoosier father pride. <laughs> discovered. He moved from Kentucky to Indiana, and he said, wait a minute. It's not any better here. Let's go to Illinois. Who knows? We'll have to look into that one. Well... <laughs> Those who uh, seek to protect hatred will will never prosper from it. So uh, I'm, that won't prevent them from continuing to flail against uh, the evolution of civilization. Who's your daddy? Right. <laughs> Bobby Knight is not my daddy. Uh, a Hoosier, yes, a redneck from Kentucky. Fascinating. Of course, that's the American coll collegiate uh, dictionary, so it's a fascinating use of the term, but that's what it was defined as. Fascinating. Well, a lot of these you know, state uh, team nicknames, like Cornhuskers, is hardly an epithet of uh, great pride and honor. <laughs> that's like the lowest task on the farm. Sit there and husk the corn. Ace. Yeah, and as for other state mascots that uh, may uh, find themselves used in the future, you know, Michigan's the Wolverine state, right? Uh, Oregon, what are, are they, the Ducks or the Beavers? I can't figure that one out. But, uh, you know, I guess it's best to be a, a plant. The Buckeye state. In England, they call them conkers, by the way. There's a game that they play with a little rope and a, and a buckeye, basically. And the key to the game is soaking your buckeye in vinegar to make it tougher. It's sort of like a rock'em, sock'em game for okay. junior high school make kids. It like a handball. It's like a, a game where you, you knock your, your buckeye against their buckeye and yeah. see which buckeye survives. <laughs> Woody Hayes might have invented the game. Who knows? <laughs> but as for the controversies uh, in, in the state of Michigan, I was noticing in the free press on the uh, 15th of March, there are a number of these uh, very bizarre bills 
uh, House Bill uh, 479, the Life Begins at Conception Bill, which would extend all rights afforded to humans to a fetus. The bill could be used to ban and possibly criminalize abortions in the state. Sponsored by Representative Cindy Gerarat of Plainville. Uh, Bill 496 changed the date of the Oakland County executive election from presidential election years to gubernatorial election years. Sponsored by Clint Kesto, Republican of Commerce Township. Why that needs to be done, I don't know. Seems to me the turnout would be higher in presidential years. Well, that's probably why. There you go. <laughs> hmm, how can we get fewer people to vote for this? Uh, we've got this one, uh, House Bill 497-4305, changed the rules surrounding Michigan's energy policy, included, including eliminating choice market, categorize burning municipal trash as renewable energy, and create a ratepayer advocacy group uh, sponsored by Representative Eric Nisbet, Republican of Lawton. Uh, and, of course, uh, 4309, allow re- medical personnel and facilities to assert a religious objection to refuse services that they find objectionable. Sponsored by Representative Cindy... Uh, who I just mentioned, she's uh, the friend of the fetus, uh, Gamerat, Republican from Plainwell. Plainwell, Michigan. So you get an idea of how uh, inept uh, some of our state legislatures are around the country. Well, I mean, there's certainly a number of things that need fixing or improvement or work uh, around here in the state of Michigan. These don't seem particularly crucial or vital to the state's economic interests, or to the education of its young, or to any sort of development of our infrastructure. So what are these uh, bills really for but just uh, window dressing and posing? Yeah, and Cindy Gerarad has an incredible record. She's also trying to sponsor Bill 4339, which would eliminate the requirement for the police to keep a database of gun licenses. Huh? She's a friend of the fetus, a friend of the gun criminal, and a friend of medical personnel that's allowed to refuse treatment based on religious grounds. Why become a medical personnel if you're going to uh, have objections to some of the procedures that you're going to be asked to perform? That's, that's another... Now, if only we can arm fetuses scratcher. with guns who can protest to their uh, medical care provider well there you go uh fetuses need to be armed to protect themselves against abortion doctors yeah there you go so the future of abortion doctor shootings is in the hands of the fetuses themselves i've come out of the womb as a christian scientist i do not want any treatment i have a gun (laughs) to enforce my will uh thank you from kathleen gray of the detroit free press lansing bureau for summarizing all of this stupidity because <laughs> most of it is remarkable and i could go on but it gives you a gives you an idea about the heck's going on in our uh, congress these are really important things to be working on trust me <laughs> incredible <clears throat>
Well, of course, uh, there's some word on the uh, Iranian negotiations. Yeah, I think I think that uh, you know this has been a kick the can down the road to some extent, but I think that it, it, you know it's a preliminary agreement. It's not a final agreement. Uh, well, the fact that the the process is going to be allowed to continue is important in and of itself. Yeah, good thing. Um, I think that Obama, you know, being told by Congress that he's got to go out and sell this to the American people. Um, it's kind of strange because the American people are pretty much in favor of what he's trying to do, <laughs> which is eliminate uh, nuclear proliferation. Just a major correction for the uh, friends of Benjamin Netanyahu. Um, 3% enriched uranium is nowhere near capable to produce any sort of a nuclear weapon. Uh, uranium must be highly enriched. It must be about 99% pure. So once again, Benjamin Netanyahu, like John Boehner and Senator Smoghorn, Foghorn, Smoghorn, McConnell from Kentucky, cannot figure out who is, who is a scientist and who isn't. And uh, I'd also like to point out that this does not just involve the United States in these negotiations. This involves the entire United Nations Security Council plus Germany, the so-called P6 countries. So these are high-level negotiations, and despite the Gang of 47, led by Commander Cotton from Arkansas, who violated the Logan Act, um, I say keep on talking. Well, it's also important to remember that these talks are very strongly supported by the people of Iran. Uh, there's a lot of economic pressure on them. Uh, and remember back to the uh, last round of presidential elections when there was a lot of uh, dismay. There were protests in the street. Mm -hmm. There was violence. There were uh, thug groups going around. Uh, people are... You know, not going to take this anymore. And uh, so the future of Iranian politics is dependent upon these talks as well. Yeah. And it's also important to remember that sanctions, you know, which is what Iran is trying to get out from under, can be reimposed at any time. So it's not like there's this freedom of uh, movement. I think that Israel's real opposition to what's going on with the Iranian revo uh, uh, negotiations is essentially uh, maybe some people around the world will ask about Israel's nuclear weapons program um, and wonder why, um, you know, this whole thing that Iran has to live by a different set of standards than anybody else is somewhat dubious in, in the abstract. Uh, America, I don't think, would permit... Iranian scientists to examine its nuclear facilities. And let's remember that uh, the United States and Russia uh, still are in possession of about 92% of all the nuclear weapons on the planet. And also remember that uh, the guy who did try to uh, inform the world about uh, the Israeli nuclear stockpile, Mordecai Venunu, was abducted and imprisoned to a lengthy term in solitary confinement by the Israeli government, silenced. He was eventually freed from that uh, over a dozen years later, uh, but that was an, a, an attempt to speak the truth, and it was utterly buried. 
And, of course, one of the members of the gang of 47, Lindsey Graham, was back on uh, the TV talk shows. He's, in case you get confused about who he is, he's, he's John McCain's right-hand man, his sidekick. You know, think of uh, Abbott and Costello <laughs> or Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> They're a, a real work of art, the two of them. Uh, John McCain is usually jumping up and down, sort of like Yosemite Sam, and Lindsey Graham is trying to figure out where he's going in his life. He's rumored, by the way, to be a presidential candidate soon. Of course, he's polling about 1% within the Republican Party. But uh, he calls... President of what? <laughs> he calls Obama the worst negotiator in world history and, uh, oh, that his foreign policy has been a disaster. And I thought, well, what about what you guys have been advocating and have advocated and voted for? Uh, Israel's position is allied with some hardliners in Iran, Saudi Arabia, and the Gang of 47 in the U.S. Senate, who are still wondering if they will be indicted for violating the Logan Act. <laughs> but since they keep holding up the confirmation hearings of the prospective attorney general. I think maybe we'll Eric. Run the clock on that one. Eric Holder ought to, uh, ought to work on that one. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you were impressed with uh, the goings on in Utah last week, restoring the firing squad because they're worried about the lack of this key drug to uh, execute uh, prisoners. What will they think of next? Well, it's interesting. <laughs> I always love these old, uh, strange police beat items. But a couple of years ago, in the uh, a, a thief in uh, the the and I'm going to try and pronounce this correctly, the Macaw Suki Tribe Indian Reservation in Florida. Uh, a suspected thief disappeared into an alligator-infested lake as he f fled police, only to turn up dead the next day with gator teeth marks on his upper torso. It wasn't immediately clear how the man died. <laughs> Just a guess. I think the alligator... Probably drowned, yeah. <laughs> alligator had Gator him. attack. Had <laughs> for lunch. Why bother reinstituting the firing squad? Just find a couple of hungry gators. Fling them into the pit with the gators. I mean, this would put, scare the bege bejesuses out of most criminals. I'm going to be thrown into a moat with live gators that are hungry. Well, Yay. Fox could televise it, too. So, <laughs> so I said this is from uh, the AP dated uh, the 14th of November. 2007, so yeah, uh, I don't know why you need to have the firing squad come back. Just uh, find some hungry gators. Or let Justin Bieber drive through your neighborhood. <laughs> of course, the sad thing about this is that the reptile then had to be killed. I'm not too sure why. Uh, he was. So he's gotten a taste for morons? <laughs> being, being an alligator. No crime in that. <laughs> um, uh, well, in Utah, there is, apparently. And, you know, wasn't that uh, Captain Hook? Yeah. Peter Pan? Yeah. It, wasn't, it was the crocodile in that case. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a world of weirdness, uh, you can at least, his last words can be, I've become a Zoroastrian. 
religious freedom. There you go. <laughs> and be all the powers that come with it. <laughs> Reincarnated in the stomach of a gator. And the right to refuse service to whoever I wish to. <laughs> because of my religion. Well, we all know that the pollution in China is bad, but uh, apparently uh, it's so bad that even the annual customary uh, burning of mementos and memorabilia at the graveside is being met this year with uh, government uh, recommendations to please don't burn so much stuff at the gravesite. It's going to make the pollution worse. Um, in fact, there's also a government crackdown or, or, or a sort of official frowning on uh, the vulgarity expressed in some of these uh, celebratory burnings. Uh, this creates lots of ash and smoke and pollution and so forth, but uh, apparently people are burning paper Porsches, uh, cut out, cardboard cutouts of, like, supermodels and stuff. So you're burning these things that you're going to send up to the uh, ancestors. So wow. China's blowing through its economic miracles so rapidly that the burnt <laughs> images of the materialist booty to be gained from capitalism's first flesh little seedlings uh, is going to just add to the pollution burden and the sustainability of this whole thing is highly suspect. Well, indeed, and of course, this is a, a an amazing problem that continues to beleaguer some of these megacities in uh, both India and China. I mean, I don't know if you've been watching some of the photographs or pictures, even in the New York Times, of some of the Indian cities, mm -hmm. what this looks like. This is like uh, London circa 1856, you know, only 10 times worse. Uh, there is visible pollution. Uh, I mean, you can barely see the railroad <laughs> train coming in. It's uh, It's getting bad and getting worse, and... There really does need to be some serious re-examination of what we're doing globally with some of this economic growth, unquote, because it's, uh, it's scary and it's frightening. And, uh, you know, air is Water, not free. Right. <laughs> you think it might be. I guess you can sell canned air in China to uh, douchebags that think they might be able to breathe for one more second. <laughs> Before they get shot by a bullet. <laughs> well, thanks to Andrew for engineering this evening. Uh, do stay tuned. Yazoo City uh, calling coming up next right here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Yo, I could swallow the sea. I could hold my breath and count to a zillion. I can fly. I can stretch and stretch for a million billion miles till I'm the highest man in the world. Yeah, well, I could become a giant robot with magic death rays. That's nothing, man. I can't be burnt. Like, I could eat flame and stick my head in an oven and close the door and turn invisible and count... Hey, will you kids keep it down in there? Your mother's got a splitting headache! And knock off that boasting! The same old senseless posturing has got you ready to junk your terrarium and start raising sea monkeys. Hold the bus. You've got the bragging rights to the best mix of freeform music and public affairs. Right here on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor, 88.3, Radio Free. No lying. 
I can speak 12 languages and turn into plastic, man. Well, I could talk to animals and turn into stretch 